Are you ready for the most mediocre storytelling abilities ever? Well, if you are, you're listening to Stories from Central Mass Podcast with the upper lower class host, Mike. And I may sound a little tired, because I am, but I'm going to give it a shot. So hold on to your hats, kids. Here it comes. Ooh, ooh, I'm driving right now. Coming, coming up on that gang task force. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, they're arresting somebody. Stay off the heroin, kids. All right. Back a quarter century ago or more, when I was in high school, I had aspirations to take electronics in college. So I took an applied electronics class my sophomore year of high school, and my junior and senior year, I took electronics one and electronics two. Well, as you can tell by the uh, timeline I just set, that this was pre-internet being in schools. And I took what was called the two plus two program, two years of electronics in high school and two years in a junior high, I'm sorry, a junior college or a community college. And then you had your little useless degree. I say useless because we were taking apart TRS-80 computers, otherwise known as the trash Radio Shack jobs. Yes, the ones that we had in the early 80s, and it was now 1995, and we were still working on these things, and only a couple of teachers had the internet. Maybe my story's a little flubbed, a little messed up, but all we ended up doing my senior year was screwing off in this class. You see, it was supposed to be my major, and I was supposed to go on and do things with it, but my buddy Pat was in my class, my buddy Russ. Russ was going to go on to the 2 plus 2 program, but he still screwed off. I was going to go take criminal justice because I was going to become a cop. At that moment, that's what I wanted to do. Nothing like that ever panned out. In fact, I went to college like six, seven times, and then I was like, nah, I'm good. And Pat was going into the Coast Guard. So he was really screwing off. He didn't care about this at all. So all we did was run um, phone lines through the drop ceilings throughout the whole school so that we could run the internet for the kids for the future. Or to put our little computer classes in network. So to keep Pat from screwing off too much, my uh, teacher, who liked us, Mr. Riccati, gave Pat a job like the last month of school to organize his supply closet and all of his little tiny drawers with all the different resistors, capacitors, and diodes, and um, light-emitting diodes, and LCDs, and LD, whatever the hell they are. All the little gadgets we used to solder together to make useless stuff. He wanted Pat to organize them all and label them. Well, the first day he was realizing this is going to be a tough job. <laughs> and he's just poking his head out the door of the closet, yelling to us all day. Hey, Mike, what do you think this is? I'm like, I don't know. He goes, yeah, it looks like a nub to me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he popped his head back in the closet. He popped his head back out a couple minutes like, Hey, what's this look like? I'm like, ah, I don't know. He's like, does it look like a nub? Yeah, it looks a little like a nub. Yeah, it looks like a nub to me too. <laughs> so about halfway through the class, I get up and I walk over to go see him. And he's in there with a label-making machine writing K-N-U-B-S on every single label. <laughs> And labeled this giant toolbox drawer, probably a hundred drawers in it. 
labeled every single one of them nubs. Yeah. <laughs> These are supposed to be resistors. Nah, those are nubs. So that was my <laughs> my pet story. Labeling everything nubs. Anyway, I thought it was funny. I guess it's one of those moments you probably should have been there. So here's some more of my mediocre storytelling ability, but it made me laugh. You may be saying to yourself, self, I says, Mike sounds a little slap happy right now. What's going on in his world? Well, ladies and gentlemen of the future who may be listening to this at some other time and place, it is the day before, or rather the evening before Easter, the year 2022. I got up at 1.43 a.m. this morning and delivered bread to a number of different grocery stores. I actually had a pretty decent day and was able to get home about noontime, where my wife told me, Hey Mike, would you like to drive across the city into another city to go to Wegmans? You know that grocery store, the one you got to go to when you drive by 14 other grocery stores and buy us a nice ham so we can cook it tonight with some potatoes you can peel and mash and some carrots and all this jazz and get some stuff because we're going to have Easter dinner tonight because everybody's going to your mother's tomorrow for brunch. And I said, all right, well, it sounds like you've got this plan all hashed out, so I guess I'll go do it. So I get all the way out to Wagman's, and I go to get the ham, and there's a bunch of people buying all the hams, really, like, just like crazy. There's only, like, four left. And I misread the label and said it took 19 to 20, I don't know, 10, 10 minutes per pound or something like that. But it really took 20 to 30 minutes per pound. And I bought a nine and a half pound ham. And by the time I got home from doing all that stuff, it was almost 6 o'clock. So that means that our ham is not going to get out until somewhere, well, it was like 5.30. Somewhere around 9.30, quarter 10. But I had already taken it out of the package and I already put it in the pan and it's already cooking. So now, I'm out cruising around, well, down at Shaw's, my 17th grocery store I've been into today. Somewhere around there. And I had to buy a smaller ham. And now I get to go home and try to figure out how I can wedge it into the... <laughs> wedge it into the oven with the other one cooking. So you may say to yourself, Mike, you sound a little slap-happy tired, as I've already said in the beginning of the statement. Well, this. Yes, I am. Slap-happy and tired isn't the uh, answer. Isn't... 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 It doesn't even begin to paint the picture. I'm fucking exhausted. But... I'm not going to let that bother me on this, the holiest of holy Saturdays. Carry on. This particular story, I would like to tell you I knew when it took place. I'm going to just say I was around 21 years old for the sake of argument. I don't know if it was my 21st birthday, a random night. I'm not even sure where we went. But I was hanging out with my cousin Dave and a handful of other guys. Probably Jay and Laverty and some other people. I'm going to guess we went to Assumption College and overstayed our welcome and had to go home. So it's the end of the night. Fairly inebriated. Quite, quite inebriated, actually. Got dropped off at my parents' house where I lived. The next thing I remember, I'm waking up 
fully refreshed, laying on the couch in the living room, laying in my comforter quilt type blanket, all wrapped up in snuggle. Sun's coming in, no hangover or anything really. I think I might still be drunk. But there's no one downstairs. I whip the blanket back and I'm stark ass naked. Whoa, that's startling. Hmm, I wonder what happened. I stop before I can think of anything. I gotta jump up, run into the bathroom. So I get into the shower. Now I'm showering up. I'm still contemplating the nights before. When I hear a rap, 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 rap on the door. It's my dad. Hey, asshole, the fuck did you do last night? Huh? Something went down. The fuck is wrong with you? Okay. And my dad's not one to cuss at me like that, so it had to be something fairly significant. So I get up, shower, dry off. The fella's like, "Your fucking clothes are in the bat are in the pantry." I'm like, "Oh," and they're covered in piss. I'm like, "How do you know it's piss? It smells like piss. What the fuck's going on? What happened?" And I don't even remember explaining myself. All I can remember thinking was how absolutely dumbfounded I was because they weren't even the clothes that I wore that night. Apparently I had come home drunk, took off all my clothes, put them in the hamper, went and got some fresh clothes, put them on the put them in the floor in the pantry, pissed all over them, went and laid down and just fell asleep on a couch. So, that's terrible. I don't remember getting in serious trouble, but I think my father laughed it off because it might have been like my 21st birthday. No harm, no foul. Like I said, I don't remember the significant, the, 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 I don't remember everything from the story. I do remember calling my cousin Dave on the other side of the city, over on the west side of the city, living with his parents. Said, I told him the story. He just laughs out of control. I said, oh, yeah. He said, yeah, that happened to you? I said, yeah. He said, you guys all dropped me off. I don't know what happened after that. He goes, yeah, I got dropped off too. Yeah, he goes, and uh, I woke up stark ass naked on my couch too. I'm like, oh yeah? He goes, but I didn't piss on any clothes. I just ate an entire loaf of bread and got crumbs all over the place. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, there was a half-eaten loaf of bread. Like, good eight or 12 slices missing from it. Crumbs all over me and I was bare ass on my couch too. Needless to say, kids, when drinking, moderation is the key, and uh, hopefully everything goes goes as, uh, I don't know what the hell I'm trying to tell you there. That's a ridiculous story is what I'm trying to tell you there. So, uh, like I said, uh, be safe out there. Thank you. have been just a couple of stories because I felt like putting out a podcast today and I told someone to remind me about them. I'm going to go look back in my notes and if I can find anything else I'll be right back with you. So I went back and looked at my notes and there's no actual real good story. I just wanted to let everyone know that uh I don't have to let anyone know. I was just going to tell a quick story about how my cousin Dave was trying to not run up his water bill at his house when he filled his pool some years back. So he got a sump pump and put it in the brook next to his house and filled his pool with that. 
had a nice orangey tinge to it. Hundreds and hundreds of dollars in shock and treat and uh, pool treatment later. The pool was able to be used almost a month into the season. <laughs> so I really didn't save anything. I thought there was more to that part, more more to that story, but that it is what it is. I mean, some people go crack open a fire hydrant or get somebody they know to disconnect their water meter. Not Dave, a little more inventive. But uh, nevertheless, it's the end of the podcast. Just trying to stay consistent. I'll get back to you. My buddy gives me a call. Um, this takes place back in 2006, 2007. Uh, he gives me a ring. He says, uh, hey, I'm having a party. You know, come on out. Uh, I live in central Massachusetts. He lives in Dorchester, Mass. So I live about 40 miles west of him. You can figure out where that is pretty easy. Um, so he says, hey, you know, my, my roommates went home for the weekend and they saw their younger sister getting ready for prom. And they got all nostalgic and everything. And we're going to have a prom theme party at the house. You should come out. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so I hopped in my car and I'm heading out there. I got a tuxedo. I mean, I had been in like a half dozen weddings and such. And I stole a piece from every tuxedo I'd ever had and never returned it. So I had a makeshift suit. I could, I can get by. So I'm rolling out there and I'm not exactly a responsible person. I At this age, I was like 26, 27 years old. I had a... Bunch of CDs on my front seat and a styrofoam container with like leftover food and my tuxedo hanging. And I'm so thrilled to be going out there. I'm finally doing something, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm listening to the music and everything. And I get out to like the Mass Pike extension, which is basically just another excuse to have another toll at the end of the Mass Pike to get you into Boston. So I get on the Mass Pike extension and I'm heading into Boston. I bang a left, like, I don't know, just after Fenway Park going towards Dorchester. And somewhere between there and the off-ramp to get to where he was going. I think it was like exit 18. I don't know why I remember that or if it's even true, but whatever. I, a guy cuts me off. And I mean, he cuts me off bad. He comes whipping from the right-hand side and just drives right in front of me. And I have to jack on my brakes. And my food and my CDs and my tuxedo go flying. And I instantly lose my mind. And I'm like, holy shit, this just happened. I can't believe this just happened. I mean, there's like food on the floor, the CDs everywhere, the tuxedos on the dashboard. And I, I can't tell if the, the legs are getting stuck in the, the barbecue sauce. I, I'm just pissed. So I do something I've never done before. And I just, I just punch it. And I start chasing after the car. And part of me is saying like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Are you not going to chase this guy? And the other part of me is like, I got to fucking see what this guy looks like, man. I just got to see what this guy looks like. I can hear my father saying in my head, Mike, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm saying to myself, I just got to see him. I just got to see him. And, and, and so I, I'm chasing him. And sure enough, we're coming to the off-ramp and there's traffic. And, you know, you can go to the left and keep going straight. But this guy's obviously going to get off the same exit I do. So I just, I, I now start cutting people off. And I, I get right up alongside of him and I stop in an open lane right next to him. I look over at him and I'm, I'm fuming. I'm pissed. But part of me is really, really scared and excited, and I don't know what to do. And 
I accidentally tap my window to like roll it down a little bit, but it automatically starts going all the way down. And as it's going down, I'm making a gesture to him like, roll your window down. And he's looking at me like, yeah, 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 I'll roll my fucking window down. I'll roll my window down. And then he rolls his window down like part way. And now there's like, you know, it's like, we're almost like face to face. And, you know, he's got like red hair and a goatee and he's bigger than I am. And I'm like, oh shit, you know, but, but before I could think or do anything, I just yelled out, suck a bag of dicks. And then I paused and I looked at him and he looked at me and he's like, huh? And then I drove off. And just like that, I uncomfortably started hysterically laughing. I didn't know what to do. I was speeding. I had just cut off a bunch of people myself. I looked down. My my suit's actually all right. The food actually didn't fall out. The CDs are on the ground, but who cares, you know? So I'm driving and I just start laughing to myself. I'm like, oh my God, that is the funniest thing I've ever done. And there's nobody here to witness it. I'm like, wouldn't it be great if that guy could tell that story and I, everybody could find out about it, you know? I, I, I don't know, I don't know. So I, I get to Dorchester, I go to the party, I see my buddy. I mean, the party's already hopping when I get there. And he, I start to tell him the story and he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit. Just get ready, there's girls in prom dresses that are like in their late 20s and, and the lick is flowing, let's go. So I have a good time, you know? Cut to, I don't know, a year or two later. I don't even know how long ago it was after that. I'm at home um, late at night after going out drinking. And I come home and the on HBO is like one of the comic reliefs. It's pre-recorded and whatnot. And it's, you know, it's the one that has like Whoopi Goldberg and Robin Williams and uh, I don't know who else. But um, I turn it on just as they're introducing a comedian. Coming to the stage, Louis C.K. I'm like, oh, cool, man. I like this guy. So he comes out to the stage. I'm standing, like, drunk, right in front of the television, like, six, like, I don't know, six inches away from it. And he comes out, and he's like, so, guy told me to suck a bag of dicks the other day in traffic. And I froze. And I was like, I told the guy to suck a bag of dicks in traffic once. And he goes on to tell the story almost word for word the way I just told it to you. Except the only thing he added was that he said that the guy had a dog in his front seat and then flew into the windshield. Apparently a tuxedo, CDs, and some leftover food looked like a dog. Or I don't know. Maybe it really wasn't him. Maybe it's all just a weird coincidence. But that story, I believe it was him. I don't know. I I looked into it later on found out he was actually from the Boston area. But, I mean, the car was kind of shitty that he was driving. He was already an established comedian. I don't know. It's just a story. It's just something that happened to me. There was a weird coincidence that may have just matched up perfectly with somebody else. For all, I don't have any idea where his story took place. This is just a story that happened to me that made me say, hmm. So anyway, that's it. <laughs>